This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need to know what's happening, it's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Brian Baldinger and Jason Lockyport. Welcome to the week three edition of the In the Huddle podcast. I am Jason Lockyport, and I'm joined as always by my buddy, Brian Baldinger. This week, we are going to take you guys through what was a wild and wacky week two. We'll talk about the three games in particular that had the most bizarre endings. Ravens, Dolphins, Cardinals, Raiders, Jets, Browns. We will hit on the surprisingly 2-0 Giants, the surprisingly 0-2 Bengals. Where do they go from here? A couple of quarterback changes. Cooper Rush in for Dallas. Jimmy G, unfortunately, in for the 49ers under uh, great duress, and we send our thoughts and prayers to Trey Lance on his recovery. What do those quarterbacks do for those teams? And we'll end this thing, Baldy, with where you go next week, Bucks, Packers, Rodgers, Brady, for the last time? Maybe not. But let's start, my friend. Let's start where you were on Sunday. M&T Bank Stadium. I have to think Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, T. Sizzle, Sam Adams, you name them, puking in their cleats, Baldy, after the Baltimore Ravens at home on opening day for them at home. There, there, choke, so choke, choke away a game that, that was unfathomable. Baldy, since 2011, 711 teams had been up by 21 yeah. points in the fourth that. quarter. 711 of them won. So, I mean, it was it was it was amazing to watch, Jason. I mean, if you just want to be entertained, it was amazing. The entertainment started honestly down the field before the game. I was talking to Tyreek Hill down there before the game. He's about as loose as you can get. When I saw him cramping in the third quarter, I thought, well, if if he didn't run around so much in pregame, maybe <laughs> he would be cramping in the third yeah. quarter. But maybe when you run that fast, it just happens. But, um, you know, they're a very loose team, very loose. I mean, you talk to Javon Hall, you talk to any player on that team for the game, they're loose because I think the coach is loose. Yes. And, 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 but 
You know, I mean, the question coming the season in Miami, of course, was Tua. You know, could Tua do this? And yeah. Tyreek has been singing his praises throughout the, the summer and the spring, and he delivered. And, you know, and, and it was an unbelievable comeback. But there's a couple things to this. One, Lamar Jackson can't be overshadowed in this loss, despite yeah. the loss. I mean, he had a perfect quarterback rating in the first half, Jason. Like, he might lead the league in passing this year. He's just that good. Yeah. That is a great that's a very good defense. I'm not saying they're great. That's a very good defense. Xavier Howard is about as good as there is a man yep. covered. I mean, they spun him around. They went 75 yards against him. Um, Rashad Bateman, you know, ran the length of the field. Like, that's a good corner. They beat him. It didn't matter. Mark Andrews down the seams. I mean, these throws that he was making, it's one after another. And then on top of it, you know, he goes 79 yards on a third and two. Yes. And literally, you could have put my my cup of coffee on his on his helmet, I, he wouldn't have spilt the drop. Um, he was unreal. So you had to overcome all that. But th the other issue here, Jason, is the Ravens were last in the league in pass defense. Yes, they were. Yeah. Dead last. Now, we, you know, a lot of people said, well, you know, Marlon Humphrey hurt, Marcus Peters yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Like all this stuff, okay, you change coordinators, Wink is up in yep. New York, you bring Mac, Mike McDonald back um, after a year in Michigan. Okay, everybody said, okay, it's all fixed. Until it's not fixed because they they got those touchdown throws because of breakdowns, severe yes. breakdowns on the back end of your defense. And I say it all the time, not just for the Ravens, Jason, but when you break down on the back end of your defense, whether it's missed tackles, missed assignments, or blown coverages, the other team is scoring touchdowns and you're getting beat. And that happened repeatedly in the fourth quarter of that game. I mean, it's an interesting thing, Baldy, because they got rid of Wink Martindale, who was the uh, gregarious, uh, say well, whatever he, he's I the, think. He's the, he's the blitz master. He, he's well, the it's blitz the thing, master. but he's also the guy who was like, don't put Joe Burrow in the Hall of Fame. Like, he would, he had right, he's Rex Ryan, right? He's boisterous. Yeah. He says what he thinks. That's true. He's unfiltered and he's going to blitz your ass from the first snap to the last, no matter what happens. They go in the opposite direction. Mike McDonald, early 30s, very buttoned up, very reserved, doesn't want to say anything doesn't want to have a public persona, just wants to sit back and play all types of zone. So they change it. They give a safety $16 million a year, Marcus Williams, who's, who's playing very well, but yeah, is anchoring that, is that secondary. They take a safety 14th overall when they need a left tackle. You need corners. You have no pass rushers. No team has a higher percentage of their cap invested in their secondary in the NFL than the Ravens. And they're bottom three in D-line and bottom five in linebackers. And you can't hold a 21-point lead at home now? And the safety you took 14th overall doesn't know where the hell to be on the football field? And that's a game that might keep you from going to the wild card? That yeah, can't happen. No, no All I mean, that can't happen. You can't no, build your team that way and have no. that happen. Well, you're right. And, and, and you they know, still they, can't they, rush the damn passer for anything. Well, they they, they couldn't get near. Um, you know, really, they, they tried to pressure, um, you know, some pretty – basic blitzes be honest i mean they show the overloads where they're coming from so it wasn't any disguise to it the, the dolphins had no problem picking it up when they did nope. come uh, but uh when you look at they've got two rookies playing out there jalen arbor davis at one corner when marcus peters isn't out there he's playing outside and then you got you know you got kyle um you know at safety and he looks like he's kind of a pure free safety but he does play you know in the blitz game and at the line of scrimmage but you know his rule is nobody gets deeper than you. 
And so, like, you know, Tyreek runs by, right by him on one touchdown. But on the other touchdown, the 60-yarder, like Jalen Armour Davis, look, he's a rookie. I'm not picking on any rookies in this show. The rookies, they have to learn. But he he thought he had somebody behind him yes. on the 60-yarder. You could just tell the way he played. Like, and Tyreek ran right by him, and everybody was on the other side of the field. So whoever was supposed to be the adult back there, just echoing what the calls are, and making sure everybody's hearing it, it's not getting done. Because that the first one, you can say, okay, well, the rookie has got, you know, Marcus Peters is beat, but the safety should be there. You yes. can say, okay, rookie mistake, misjudge the speed of Tyreek Hill. I, I can understand all of that. That will happen. Got to take a better angle. And maybe he just doesn't have the speed or the range that maybe some people yeah. think he does. Because that looks uh, like that's an issue to me. All right, but, agreed. And, and, and a lot of people said that. A lot of people said that coming out of Notre Dame. He doesn't look like he's got the fast twitch and the speed. He's Cam Chancellor. He's not Earl Thomas. He's Cam Chancellor. Well, I don't know if he hits like that. So No, but I'm, I'm saying he's the box guy. He's not the center fielder. Yeah, center fielder's got to have range. And you you so maybe he's not that guy. So, we'll, you know, but it, well, that's two weeks. So I'm not going to, yeah. you know, say that. But the, the second touchdown to Tyreek, which they desperately needed, you know, to stay in, you know, just keep it tight and to tighten it to one score. Like Jalen Armour Davis is out there on an island. There is nobody around. Whether he was in good coverage or not, which he wasn't, but even if he tried to cover him, you should never put that rookie like that. So it all look, look, it falls on it falls on Harbaugh. He's the head coach. Yeah. But it falls on his guy, Mike McDonald. And so I know we're spending a lot of time on this. Yeah. But you know, I'm not taking anything away from the Dolphins, but the Ravens sure made it pretty easy for them to do that. Boy, oh boy! So you go from that, and we've got not an outfall. Mention, not to mention, Jason, the touchdown in the first half um, to the tight end Gasicki. Yeah, like you can't rush the quarterback with two players. In this game. I don't. <laughs> you can't. You can't rush with two. You know, and one of them is on the ground. All right, because he's been doubled. You you can't do that. And allow him to throw a perfect pass in the back of the end zone. That I know you can't do. Who in the NFL? In week two, when guys are still getting their sea legs under them and you're playing in the mid-Atlantic on 80, you were on the field. No, fairly, it was Miami weather. It was hot. Hot and muggy day, right? Yeah. You were there. Oh, yeah. I was right? sweating. It was, it was swampy. Who? What, what NFL operation would go into a game like that with two outside linebackers? Okay, three if you want to call means, but means goes down yeah, one snap in. Like, who builds, their, who builds their team that way? Yeah. Well, I just, I'm just saying, you, if you're going to put everything in the secondary, that secondary better be lights out 17 weeks a year. They look like they still have a big holes to me right now, Jason. So we have that going on. We go to the four o'clock window. The Raiders have the Cardinals beat in every way, shape, or form. It's 20 to nothing, time. Jason. It's 20, it's 20 to nothing, and they are whipping their ass both sides of the ball at the line of scrimmage. Cars distribute it wherever he wants. When they hand it off to Jacobs, five here, seven there. Like, I thought the game was over. Kyler Murray said, not so fast. What he did individually to just extend plays, to keep things alive, there were like five Alcola fantastic finishes in the fourth quarter of that game alone, let alone overtime. I mean, I guess that's like, that's what they have, right? I mean, that's why well, they paid Kyler Murray and and – like well, he look, does I mean, things he, that not many people on the planet can do no, when, in, no, in, in I mean, cr critical times. 
he um look he he caused the Raider Nation to have five different deaths in that yeah. game. I mean, you could see it. But you know, you're holding the ball for 20 seconds, Jason. We've never seen this. We've never we've seen some phenomenal athletes play quarterback in this league. We've never seen anybody hold the ball for 20 seconds and then score on one and then throw an absolute laser to AJ Green on a two-point conversion that they absolutely had to have to get it into overtime. Yes. And then look, the play in overtime, Isaiah Simmons, the guy's in the A gap, Jason. He gets out all the way to the sideline at the snap and knocks the ball out yeah. of Hunter Renfro's hands, Renfro. his second yeah. fumble. And there goes Byron Murphy Jr. with the scoop and score. And you go a lot of a lot of things. One, you can win a lot of games with Kyler playing that style in this league. And there's a lot of different ways to win football games. And they the Arizona Cardinals showed you because their offense stinks. You know, their defense yeah. is like, like, I don't know what they have right now. They don't have they, they can't get stops, but yet no. here they are. And so Kyler, like he's that's how he was undefeated at Allen High School in Texas. Right. He's just so much better at that position than anybody else. Crazy, crazy, crazy. We'll see where those teams go from there. Can Arizona keep it going? Uh, can the Raiders find a way to respond? And then we've got Cleveland and the Jets. We've got onside kicks. We've got running backs not knowing just to take a knee. We've got Joe Flacco. What is he, 38? I, uh, I mean, 38 with eight kids or whatever's going on there. And, and the week before, he kind of looked like he, it was going to be a tough spot for him there, right? Like, man, if they can't protect him better than this, well, if they don't find a short passing game or something, he might not be upright for long. And, and he leads an epic comeback. Well, he did. And, you know, the Jets feel like they got a great rookie class. And when you watch what Garrett Wilson did, they thought he Woo. was the best receiver, although Drake London looks like he's going to be a hell of a player in Atlanta. But the Jets feel like they got the best receiver. And, you know, his first touchdown, little shake route in the end zone. I mean, the corner's a rookie. I mean, you just took him to school. You know, and then the game winner, Joe wasn't looking for anybody else. He was looking for Garrett Wilson. And that's what you want as your quarterback. Like, I got a guy. Once you know you got a guy, like you might force it to him maybe too much at times. It, it happens. Some some quarterbacks are guilty of it, but you can't help it. Like the guy runs through zones, like he sees it. He's a very, very mature kid. Um, you know, he's not he's he's got no knucklehead in him at all. And you see Bre Brees Hall. Brees Hall is gonna be a star. Like he just is. He can catch it. He's got home run hitting ability. Mm -hmm. And the Jets kind of put it in these guys' hands. And you know, Joe's smart enough to go, all right, I know where to go with the ball. Like, I know Miles Garrett's yeah. out there, and I know Clowney's out there. I know that. I, I just got to get get it out and get it in these guys' hands. It'll be better. And then it's always good if your punter is a weapon, Jason. Yeah. Like, they go, look, they had to steal possessions. They weren't, you know, yeah. we're not the better team than Cleveland. So you, you run a fake punt. The, the throw's perfect to Jeff Smith on the outside on the fake punt. Like, I haven't seen a punter throw a ball that well. Back when I played with the Cowboys, Danny White, our starting oh, quarterback, yeah. was also our punter yeah. back then. Like, I haven't seen a punter throw a ball quite that good. And then to see the fake uh, or the onside kick, I mean, I don't know what the percentages are, Jason. It's low. Slim. It's, it's slim and none. Slim left town, all that stuff. But, you know, they uh, they get the recovery. They, they scored two touchdowns in, in 60 seconds. It's the best 
60 seconds of football for Jet fans that they've witnessed in a long time. They found a way to win a game. That's all you can ask for right now as they try to patchwork an offensive line, try to get a, a healthy quarterback, try to figure out what they're doing on defense, which isn't a whole lot right now. Like, they found a way to win a game. Baldy, let me jump in right there because I want to dig down on this Browns defense with you because I'm not sure what it is either. I know what it looks like on paper. I know what it was supposed to be, but I'm old enough to remember week one where Baker Mayfield, who who is not exactly lighting the, the world on fire down there in Carolina, they got a lot of problems. He damn near came back on them. Mm-hmm. Now this young group led by a quarterback who's nearing the end, do it to them. Clowney's, you know, Clowney ain't right. Miles Garrett's dealing with a neck issue. Denzel Ward, I don't know. Like, uh, I know he's a great player, but like JOK, I thought was going to have a breakout year. I don't know that he knows exactly what his role is supposed to be in this defense, right? Like, that's supposed to be the thing that carries him for the three quarters of the season. Like, they're supposed to run the ball and be this juggernaut on defense. I can't buy their defense based on what I've seen in two weeks. You can't. You can't because the breakdowns in the secondary were so severe. You know, look, they got a rookie in Emerson out there at corner for Denzel Ward. And, you know, Grant Delpit, he just got picked on. And, like, they just they, – they couldn't play man well. They couldn't play zone well. Like, they didn't do anything well. And so unless, you know, Miles Garrett is healthy and he's just blowing the whole operation up, like, you can't really point to a guy right now where – or a group of guys because they don't play team defense well at all. And so they, the back end doesn't know what the front end is doing. I mean, the breakdowns were egregious. That's on Joe Woods. That's on Kevin Stefanski. I mean, they've been drafting defensive players for a long time. They let guys go, Mac Wilson go. But, like, JOK is supposed to be the guy, you know, like his speed and, you know, his coverage ability and playmaking ability. I just, I, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it right now. The last touchdown to Garrett Wilson, he literally ran this seam route right through the, the zone. Like, nobody was even looking at him. He ran right through him. And then, you know, the worst feeling, if you're a Brown fan, Jason, is five guys all staring at each other when the guy is doing a dance in the end zone. (laughs) Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, and it's a quick turnaround for Cleveland now, man, to face the Steelers. And we know the Steelers have offensive issues, but... Um, I I I I, I kind of lean to the Steelers there. Steelers are getting a lot more points there than I thought they would be. So that that could be an ugly one on Thursday. Um, we'll see if the Browns can turn it around. Well, we mentioned the upstart Jets. Let's go 
to the upstart Giants. 2-0, Baldy, break them up, man. This is this is pretty wild. Brian Dable's never lost a game as a head coach. Um, this isn't the prettiest operation all the time either. But for a rookie head coach and a roster littered with guys who didn't really meet the expectations of where they were drafted or how much they were paid by the prior regime, and them still kind of dealing from a position of weakness at the wide receiver spot, right? Because it doesn't look like Galladay fits. And I don't know that Kadarius Tony's long for that place either. They're they're, they're winning games, but they're, but they're winning football games. Here's, here's what I see, Jason. And, and this is all Brian Dable. That team is ready to play. Like opening kickoff, you know, here comes Chuba Hubbard and here comes Carter Coughlin and they just blow them up. And, you know, they get the recovery. Dane, a rookie, Dane Belton, comes up with recovery. And the entire giant sideline, is they're like on a pogo stick, Jason. Yeah. Like they're like the energy is like because the offense absolutely is dreadful. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're rotating left guards, the receivers are out, they're throwing to Steven Stills, they're throwing a touchdown pass to Daniel Bellinger. The quarterback can't see the field. I mean, they're, they're, it's hard to watch. Yeah. But they're playing without their two starting outside linebackers who they've invested heavily in. Yes. Ojolari and, and Kayvon Thibodeau, they're not even on the field. Yeah. And so here you are with just a bunch of backups. And that's what coaching is. Like, Dable's got these guys believing. Like, you see the um, the fumble recovery by Adoree Jackson, you know, and Adoree, like, you see this whole thing happen, or Julian Love recovers it, Adoree Jackson gets it out, whatever. And Julian Love runs straight to Wink Martindale. Yeah. Like, it's like the godfather. Like, yeah. you said it could happen, coach. You said it could And, you know, yeah. and the, the whole sideline is blowing up right there. And it's a third and 22. They're, they're just trying to get out of the, you know, yeah. just they're trying to get a couple yards to, to punt the ball. They they turn those two fumble recoveries into six points. I mean, the offense struggles, but they got them in field goal position. And so they didn't have to do a lot. They got six points. It was a difference in the game. Yeah. Like I give Brian Dable a ton of credit. Like, and, and Joe Shane, like they're yes. just patchworking his thing. But it is about energy. It is about belief. It is yes. about coming out of the tunnel ready to play and that team was ready to play and I I don't I can break down the quarterback and I can break down all the miscues up front all the stuff that happens they they earned that victory now it, it's it's amazing because again to your point that the 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 fancy new things aren't even on the field these no. these are Joe judges and Dave Gettleman's it's their roster it's the same yeah. guys who they couldn't win a game yeah, they would have found five hundred ways to lose that game. That game, they would have lost that game by thirty points last year with the exact same players. You could keep the scheme, whatever. Like it, it, it is, it Saquon is about Barkley. the effort, right? It's about the belief. It's about, it's about the renewed confidence. And, and you know, when you when people, I mean, it's a cliche, but it is true. When people talk about a culture change, like Brian Dable was part of that culture change in Buffalo. Now the quarterback, you know, became all world, but. Yeah. A lot of that is coaching. A lot of that is building around the quarterback the right way and building it the right way. And if you talk about culture change, it starts with belief and faith. And you could tell that these guys, they not only do they like them and respect them, but they're playing for them. And they're making plays in both these games to win the type of plays that win games. And you can see in these games that where offenses are struggling in this league, and there's a bunch of them, you know, for whatever reason, you know, Cincinnati, I mean, there's a, there's 10 teams. Oh, right we're going to get that, to them. Yeah. That, you know, can't, can't play offense right now, but you got to find a way. 
And it starts with belief. That means going out to practice on Wednesday and, you know, hammering out a game plan. And this is what we're going to do. And if Saquon Barkley gains three yards on five carries in the first half, we're not going to go away from it. And so they did it. And he got some good runs in the second half, gained some yards. He looked a lot. They looked a lot better the second half. They did the first half. But special teams, defense, keeping them in these games right now. Well, it's a perfect transition to that Cowboys-Bengals game. You talk about belief and confidence. Boy, Cooper Rush had plenty of that, man. This was not too big of an assignment for him in any way, shape, or form. Hats off. I, I thought maybe the thing against Minnesota last year would have been a one-off. Uh, it's not. And and on the flip side, obviously, where do the Bengals go from here? But let, let's start with the Cowboys and Cooper Rush and what he did stepping in for Dak Prescott in a game that Vegas thought was going to be a, a home, big home defeat for the Cowboys. Well, let's okay. So Cooper Rush makes his second NFL start. Nobody really knows what he is. Was that a fluke in Minnesota last right. year? Okay, it's fine. They're, they're starting Matt Farniak at left guard. Okay, was a seventh round pick a year ago, never played. All right, you're starting your number one pick, Tyler Smith, at left tackle, played left guard the entire preseason. He's out there. You start. You're playing a, a rookie tight end in Jake Ferguson, all right. And you're, you know, you got a new right tackle and you got all this, all these newbies in there. Found a couple runs that work. A little counter yeah. trade action, like they look look pretty good at it. Um, 17-17, You got a minute to go in the game. You take the team down and put them in field goal range. You're throwing to Noah Brown. Um, you know, uh, like you. You know, and the defense, you know, played lights out good. We'll get to that. But your quarterback takes you down the field with a minute to go in the game and puts you in field goal range against a defense that was one stop away from winning the Super Bowl. It's the same guys. It's the exact I mean, Sam Hubbard's out there and Trey Hendrickson and, you know, Cheeto's out. They're all out there. And they couldn't stop him from coming down the field. I mean, hats off to Cooper Rush. Uh, I mean, put in that situation and to just find a way to win a game. That's what the Cowboys needed as ugly as it was week one for him. And so good job by, by Mike McCarthy and Dan Quinn and the staff to to find a way. And Oh, by the way, like defensively, like Michael Parsons is now basically a defensive end and he might very well set the sack record this year. He's got two, two each in in two games right now, but the way he influences the game, the pressure that he puts on the quarterback, um, if you don't double team him, he's going to beat any tackle in this league. He's done it two weeks in a row now. He's basically off the ball inside linebacker. They're, they're kind of doing away with it. I, if he's there, he's there probably just to blitz. Right. Um, so they're going to lose a little bit in the middle of the field and his playmaking ability. But this is probably the better call because it's like a beauty contest, Jason. You can put 10 beauties up there. Whatever your eye sees as being the best looking of the beauties, right? You're not going to see the other nine, right? When Micah Parsons is on the field, you literally don't pay attention to anybody else. Yeah, defensively, they got good players. I mean, Van Resch is healthy, he's playing good, mm-hmm. but you don't see Tank Lawrence, you don't see any of these guys. Like it all goes to number eleven. He's just that magnetic, yeah, of a player. So that brings us to the Bengals, who got beat up and harassed and 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 taken to school by Parsons. Baldy, Joe Burrow's been hit 20 times this year. He's getting hit 10 times a game. Last year when we said the offensive line sucked, it was yeah. 6.4. They went from being a team that wants to push the ball downfield 
to a team that's throwing balls at or behind the line of scrimmage as much as anybody in the league because it seems to me that's really all they can do right now. Joe Burrow went from a guy top five in air yards per target. He's down there with the Jacoby Brissetts and the Joe Flacco's of the world right now um, because I think they they just can't do it. I, I did a piece for the Washington Post this week, talked to some scouts and executives who've, whose teams have faced the Bengals or who have advanced the Bengals. They say the offensive line right now is worse than last year. They look at Lyle Collins in particular and say, oh, that better get better fast or you might need to do something else at right tackle. Um, that five-man unit may get better, and, and there's some experienced dudes there. But through two weeks, it's terrible. How much of it is the fact they faced the Steelers and the Cowboys? How much of it is rust because they haven't played together that much? How, how much of it is, is fixable? Well, there's a couple of things. One, I mean, the only returning starter is Jonah Williams, the former number one pick. He hasn't played well. They were counting on that for him to even be better than he was a year ago. Uh, Lyle Collins is a turnstile. Um, what, what, what Micah did to him, uh, nobody wants on the resume. Nobody. Nobody wants to be turned and beaten that quickly the way he was. Now, when you have Mike out there, like this is on the coaching staff. This is on Zach Taylor and his staff. Like you have got to make sure that your tackle isn't lined up on him one-on-one -on -one if you want to take the shot down the field. Like you better figure out a way to protect better because you can't just – their offense is designed to get five out, Jason. Empty. That's why Joe Burrow won a national championship at LSU – when they got hot last year, that's what they did. They rarely packed it in and kept a seven-man protection, tight end, back. They rarely did that. They wanted to get their guys out. Well, um, you can't do that right now. You, you can't play that style of football. They're not good enough. And whatever you thought you were getting from Ted Karras or Alex Kappa or a rookie left guard right now, it isn't. And they're going to see a Jets team who has underperformed on a defensive front, to, in my mind, thus far. But they're built to be a great front four. They've got resources and money spent everywhere. Carl Lawson, Jermaine Johnson, Quinn and Williams, you, you know, J Jethro, you know, like all these different guys they have up there. Like they put resources into their defensive line and they see what's going on. Like if they don't get this fixed this week, the Jets will beat them. The Jets will beat them. They'll, you'll see the defensive line just like get one stop after another for us, turnovers, the whole thing. Because they're capable of doing it. They haven't done it yet. But they're capable of playing that style of football. Carl Lawson going yeah. up against the Bengals. Oh, we revenge what, game. We know the revenge factor, what that can be. So they've got, you know, what is it? We're doing this on Wednesday, Jason. They've got four days to get this fixed. Because if they get to 0-3, I don't know that they're going to come out of the out of the crypt at 0-3. Yeah. Especially if your quarterback is getting slacked. You can't expect any quarterback to be all-world if he's getting hit that frequently. Yeah, we'll see if there's a recalibration. We'll see if they truncate the, the the game plan a little bit and try to keep it a little more simple, stupid. But what they're doing ain't working. And Jamar Chase isn't really – I mean, it's great to have no. all those those pieces. They're not a factor right now. Um, we had, Well, you we know, it's interesting because the debate, Jason, going into last year's draft, the Jamar Chase draft, obviously they took Jamar with the fifth pick. But it was, do we take Penny Sewell? Penny Sewell? Or do you take Jamar Chase? Now, nobody second-guessed after the year that Jamar Chase had. Yeah. But after watching this right now, this train wreck, you go, would they have been smarter in the long haul where the quarterback can be upright if they took Penny Sewell? Because Detroit is playing great offensive football. And Penny is becoming, at age 21, 
he's becoming a dominant player on that on that team. Well, and if they did that, Baldy, then you'd have Jono on the right side where he probably belongs anyway, correct? Yeah, and, and that's where in Penny's playing right tackle, but he he he's probably an all world left tackle. Right, you like know. like that would if they yeah, did yeah. that, the Bengals yeah, wouldn't probably, have to probably, try to stick that. Rich. Oh, this guy's got to be a left tackle. This guy's got to be a left tackle. This guy's got to be a left tackle. Yeah, I, I now, think, like I hindsight, think but your edges would be much better protected. Joe could run the offense much like he wants to run the offense. The bank now Jamar Chase isn't there. So you lose that home run hitting ability and, you know, just the, the splash plays that he made, he made, but your quarterback is not going to get sacked 70 times like he did last year and 10 times like he has already, or 13 times like he has this year. Yeah. Like no quarterback, no quarterback is surviving the barrage that he's taken so far in the last 22 starts. San Francisco 49ers now have Jimmy Garoppolo as their starting quarterback. Again, as we said at the open, you know, we, we, Man, we, we send all thoughts and prayers and goodwill to Trey Lance. This young man just he, – he's not been able to play football with any regularity since before the pandemic, and this will be another lost season for him. Um, but from a sort of schematic standpoint, Baldy, from a, a play-calling standpoint, does this change create actually more volume and opportunity for Kyle Shanahan yes. to – run the full length and breadth of his offense? So the answer is yes, Jason. But it, it, it's not to criticize the drafting of Trey Lance. It's not to criticize Trey Lance. But it is a fact that it's difficult to win games while you're trying to develop your quarterback. Yeah. It just is. Ball's not, going to get, ball's not getting to Debo Samuel. You know, it's not getting to their, their stars. Now, Kittle hasn't played. But so it's not fair to Trey. He got – he got – he, he snapped his ankle on a quarterback power. Lamar runs that play. Yeah. You know, Jalen Hurts runs that play. There's a lot of guys in the league. Carson Wentz runs that play. It's it's a pretty popular play in the league, pulling the backside guard tackle, holding them that backside end with the fake. I mean, he just rushed the play. But regardless, it's over. The fact is, the 49ers have a championship-level defense. They have one of the best emerging stars in the league in – Talanoa, Hufanga, like this kid is a star. He's playing like it. He's got ball skills. He's everywhere. Like you're, they've got an amazing defense. Like they're, they're top five right now, and you can run a long ways with that defense. Yeah. If your quarterback comes out and plays like Jimmy G did from the get-go, Jason, saw the field, the arm is healed. The arm looked as strong as it's ever looked. The throws, seeing the field, like now – you can't keep losing running backs the way they've lost running backs. They've lost their top two now. Right. Um, I don't know for how long, but they're out for a while. You can't keep losing players like that. But they can go compete with anybody in this league right now with Jimmy G, and they can run their whole offense. Well, Baldy, we will end with the battle of the goats. <laughs> well, I'm old enough to remember Chris Berman calling it the Bay of Pigs. It's anything but that now. Uh, that Green Bay, Tampa yeah. Bay. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, you'll be there. Neither of these guys, especially we'll see what the injury report looks like for the Bucs, but you know, you you mentioned how much you love that element of showing Godwin off week one right from the, the onset. Now he's not there week two. We'll see about his availability and, and his um, – well, it's one thing to be available, right? It's about that. We'll see which young 
receivers continue to perhaps emerge for the Packers, although I tend to think they'll keep running it through their running backs for a while. What are your expectations for this one? Green Bay looked a lot better last week, Jason, than they did week one. Now it's against the Bears. Um, they're not quite the team. But, you know, we saw Sammy Watkins step up. We saw Alan Lazard in the lineup. Um, Aaron Jones is an amazing player. Aaron played a lot better at quarterback. Defensively, like they they shut Chicago – outside of the first drive, they shut Chicago down. They they, they look like what I think the Packers should look like. Now, they're, they're still developing timing with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, but it's not like they're going away from those guys. They're on the field, you know. Um, they, they, they're, you know, they're, they're the organization that Minnesota wants to be, that Chicago wants to be. That's why they made all these changes. They're just a sound organization and they got an MVP. Tampa is a mess. Like they played the second half of that game in New Orleans um, with a guy named Brandon Walton playing left tackle. He's their third left tackle. The kids never played before. So you, you're, you've never played in the NFL in your life and you're protecting Tom Brady on the backside. So you got to, you got to, you know, you got to fix some things because the kid's not, he's, you know, he's a, he's a backup to a backup. Yeah. So they couldn't run the ball, but I'll give Leonard Fournette credit. That guy will run into a brick wall. Yeah. He'll fight you. He'll block it. Like that guy is a stud. So you throw a touchdown to Brashad Perriman, you know, Brashad Perriman from Baltimore. I mean, he's been bouncing around yeah. the league, but he can still run. He can get, get behind him. people. He It's just 25% chance he catches the ball. But. Well, he dropped one at the end. Uh, Brady put it right in his mitts, and, you know, he got punched out a little bit. But um, Tampa's riding this defense. This defense is playing great football. They lead the league in sacks. Uh, Shaq Barrett is is on his game. The linebackers are everywhere. The defense is on. And so this could be a very low-scoring game, Jason. This could yeah. come down to who gets the defensive score. Uh-huh. You know, like like the Bucks did a week ago with Ed, you know, with uh, you know Edwards scoring. Uh, so it, it could be a special team play or defensive touchdown, and not in you know the hands of the goats at the end right. of this game. It it it's, right. it sort of looks like that right now. Well, it, it should be a hell of a game. Um, if week three can be anything uh, as chaos laden as week two, then then we're going to have a hell of a lot to talk about again next week, Baldy. We we will either way. As always, we thank you guys for listening. Please um, rate, review, give us feedback on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to In the Huddle. Baldy, safe travels to you, brother. Um, I cannot wait to do this again in the middle of next week. Thank you all for listening to In the Huddle.